coming up next on Chamber Amplified. Take a look at your shipping budget and, you know, bump that up by what's the average that they announced, 7.9%. Yeah. And that should give you a pretty good feeling, you know, where your shipping is going to be at for the year. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Finlay Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we examine issues impacting the local business community from employee recruitment to marketing, IT issues, inflation starting to creep in there as a topic. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. Our goal is to give members tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. Each week, we're also talking to long-tenured Chamber of Commerce members to learn more about how they got started, some of the twists and turns they experienced along the way, and the lessons that they learned that they're passing along to you. Well, like most things these days, the cost of shipping is going up, and not by an insignificant amount. FedEx has already announced its increase. It's larger than the normal increase that you may have planned for, and UPS likely to follow. Today, I'll be joined by Harry Senta of Partnership to talk about what's driving that increase and what you can do to help lower your shipping costs going forward. We're also joined by Kathy Kisseberth of Hancock Federal Credit Union to talk about the history of the organization and how she got involved with it. Kathy, is a really interesting story. I think you're going to enjoy it, and you'll definitely appreciate the story of how the credit union came to be. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can rate and review the show. We certainly appreciate that, and it helps spread the word. Now, let's get into it. Joined now on the podcast by Harry Senta of Partnership. Harry, thanks for joining us today. Doug, thank you very much for having us, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Well, unfortunately, we're talking about uh, price increases in the shipping world, and that's that's where you live and try and help people out with that. So before we kind of get in how to maybe mitigate some of these additional shipping costs, uh, let's talk about what's driving it. And I think probably everybody's going to say inflation, and they're probably right. But I figured we'd talk to you since you're the industry expert here. It's really, it's a combination of factors, uh, inflation, and then uh, with all the supply chain issues that uh, we've been faced with, uh, not only here in the U.S., but across the world, uh, you know, FedEx has seen a lot less uh, air shipments uh, coming from overseas, Europe, Asia, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, typically on an annual basis, uh, they take the rate increase. And this year, uh, it's going to it's going to be it's a lot bigger than before. So we shall see. <laughs> so probably something that a lot of businesses that do ship or do a lot with shipping we're expecting, but there are ways to mitigate this. And we'll talk about the chamber program here, but I mean, you work with chambers and different organizations all across the country. What's been the reaction? What have you seen businesses doing to, to try and help themselves out when it comes to this type of situation? You know, the rate increases, they, they happen on an annual basis. Uh, typically in the fall here is when either FedEx or UPS We'll first make an announcement about the upcoming uh, rate increase for the next year uh, being 2023. Uh, this year, FedEx is leading the way. So I would expect uh, probably in the next month or so before Thanksgiving, uh, UPS is more than likely going to follow suit. Usually what happens, one of them will announce their average rate increase and then uh, the other will follow it uh, almost to a T, exactly. And uh, unfortunately, 
this is something that they've been doing for years over and over again. Uh, they take the rate increases, uh, not only on the shipping rates, but also on some of the accessorial charges. Uh, and that could be uh, residential delivery, uh, the fuel surcharges, uh, there's a million of them, uh, oversized packages. So, uh, you know, what members can do to prepare for this. And we suggest this every year, you know, number one, uh, you got a budget for it. So take a look at your shipping budget and, you know, bump that up by what's the average that they announced 7.9%. Yeah. And that should give you a pretty good feeling, you know, where your shipping is going to be at for the year. Uh, secondly, you need to make sure that you have shipping discounts in place, uh, either directly through the carrier or uh, if you don't have uh, favorable shipping volume, uh, you can work through the chamber shipping program and get some great discounts with FedEx. Yeah. We're going to definitely talk about that. It amazes me. How many dis there are discounts out there if you search them out? And uh, you know, I think a lot of times businesses, especially working in the retail space, where they might have a lot of benefit from this, it's busy. It's hard to get back to these things, but at this point, these increases are getting to the point where you really have to take a look at a program like partnership and and like what we offer through the chamber. So let's get into that first and foremost. How does it work? The NOAC uh, chamber shipping benefits are very simple. Uh, we have two that we offer up. The first is FedEx discounts, and that's directly through FedEx. Uh, members can go to partnership.com forward slash NOACC dash FedEx to take advantage of those discounts. Through uh, the FedEx Advantage program, we offer up a flat 45% on all express shipments. That could be standard overnight, priority overnight, two day, uh, the two to three day service, which is called Express Saver and also international. On the ground end, it's a flat 25% discount. And that actually applies to business to business shipments and then also business to residential shipments as well. Uh, if members have any large uh, freight shipping needs, pallets or skids, LTL on up to full truckload. Uh, partnership has them covered too. And uh, they can get free quotes and, and set up an account there for large freight shipping at partnership.com forward slash NOACC dash freight. The thing that blew me away about this program, and I've had at least a dozen members ask me, what are you sure about that is Maybe you aren't shipping a lot of things, but you might be having a lot of things shipped to you and you guys can help out on that and too on the receiving of shipments and saving some money there. Oh, most definitely. Uh, inbound savings, especially for a retail business operation, uh, it, it's key. Uh, if they're paying, uh, prepaying for the shipping on the product invoice from the vendor, the vendor has control over that. Uh, they can pretty much charge them whatever they want. In some cases, vendors will offer up free freight if a certain amount of product is purchased. But for the most part, if they're prepaying and adding, 
Uh, typically, the vendors will go off the base shipping charge, and we've seen uh, delay it on to a 20, 30, up to 50% uh, to use it as an extra profit center. So through partnership, we have a customized routing instructions letter. Uh, after they sign up for the program, we can get their FedEx account number on there and get that to them. They can share it with their vendors and suppliers. And that way, moving forward, when they're receiving those inbound shipments, as opposed to prepaying, more than likely overpaying right. on the product invoice, they get billed directly by FedEx at their discounted rate. And it helps control that inbound shipping cost that they're paying for anyways. Yeah, it's a great, great way to manage those costs. And as we have already talked about, it's very important to start managing those costs right now. Yes, yes, indeed. And the great thing is, is that it's easy to sign up for this too. The website that you mentioned earlier, I, I've looked at it a few times. All you do is put in some some real quick information. You put in your shipping profile of you know what are you shipping or how often are you shipping that type of thing, uh, and you're pretty much ready to go. Whether you already use FedEx or if you need a new shipping number, that's correct. Uh, the best thing about the program, it's free to sign up. There's no shipping minimums, requirements, or obligations. On the FedEx end, again, that website is partnership.com forward slash N-O-A-C-C dash FedEx. Once they go there, they can sign up. If they already have an account, they can include that in there. We'll check the discounts. If the NOAC discounts are better, the account will automatically be linked up. If they need a brand new account set up, they can do it at the time of enrollment. For freight shipping, if they want to get a free quote uh, for a pallet or a skid or whatever it is they're moving, uh, they simply need to go to partnership.com forward slash NOAC dash freight for that. There you go. It's just that easy. Have you seen more, especially since FedEx made that announcement, have you seen more people reaching out to you and saying, hey, what can I do about this? Oh, most definitely. Uh you know, shipping, unfortunately, uh, it's one of those necessary business pains. And especially for a retailer, uh, you know, that's receiving uh, multiple packages per day, if they have online operations or shipping stuff out to customers at the residences. And uh, it, it just, it's, it's really important to save money, however they possibly can. So, Harry, if people have any questions about how to enroll or if they just want to find out a little bit more about some of the costs that are driving all of this and, and what's driving all this, what's the best way to get in touch with you directly? Best way to reach me is uh, via phone, 800-599-2902, extension 2242. Or they can reach me via email, which is actually preferred, H-C-E-N-T-A at partnership.com. There you go. Harry, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you very much, Doug. And uh, again, encourage your members to sign up if, they're, if they haven't already. Uh, shipping costs are going to continue to go up. And the number one thing that they can do to help offset that is have some discounts in place. Thanks to Harry for joining us. Again, if you send or receive packages, and I think sometimes that one gets lost in translation, if you receive a lot of packages and you're paying shipping on that, this program can help you out. It's something to take advantage of to try and keep your costs under control. And we're all trying to do a better job of that here these days. If you do have any questions about it, please feel free to reach out to me and I'll get you all the information that you need. 
One quick chamber note to run by you. This is the time of year where businesses are evaluating insurance plans. And if you're a Chamber of Commerce member, you might be eligible for our Chamber Saver plan through the Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield plan that we have here. Even if you're a sole proprietor, there's a plan available for you and you get a good, solid negotiated rate as part of a large group of Chamber of Commerce members from around the state. Let me know if you'd like more information on that as well. I can get you started on that process too. Now, let's get back into the show. Joined now by Cassie Kissenberth of Hancock Federal Credit Union here on the podcast. Kathy, thanks for joining us. Hi, Doug. Thanks for having me. So nearly 32-year members, Hancock Federal Credit Union here at the Chamber. First and foremost, thank you for your longtime patronage, although uh, you, you haven't been there for all, all 32 years. You probably would have been a little bit young to start at that point. Yeah, I would have been a, a little toddler at the time, but I can't take credit for all 32 years, but I've been proud to be a part of the chamber during my time at the credit union. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you got into the industry, and then we'll talk a little bit about the history of Hancock Federal Credit Union. But what was it that drew you to the, the credit union to begin with? Um, I was in college and looking for an internship, and it was about 2008. So if you remember back then, it was hard to find any type of job. So I was, you know, sending out emails to people, um, cold calling them and ended up with a few interviews and the credit union had just gotten through a big software conversion at the time. And they didn't know that they wanted an interview, an intern. But (laughs) when I reached out to them, they said, this might be a really good idea. So I came on board at that time and worked through the summer, um, left in the winter to take another internship and then came back in the spring they called me up and said hey we need some tellers would you want to work at the credit union and I said yeah I need a job during school that sounds great (laughs) so I did that for a couple years and had all intentions of leaving while I after I got my accounting degree Um, but it turned out that the person in charge of accounting at the credit union had left the same summer that I was graduating. And again, they called me in the office and said, would you like the accounting job? And I thought about it a little bit and said, you know, sure, I would love to. I would love to stay in Finley. I had planned on working up in Toledo, but it seemed like a better fit. Um, So I did that for a few years. I ended up leaving and working in manufacturing in Upper Sandusky for two years. And then I I missed Finley. I missed the Mm -hmm. community. I missed being a little bit closer to home. And my old boss had called me and said, hey, we have an opening again. Would you ever consider coming back? And this would have been 2015. So I've been back now for seven years. So I came back as the CFO Um, And then my boss had retired at the beginning of 2021. So I became the CEO at that time. That is, uh, that's an incredible story. Not a lot of people get to go from intern to CEO of the same company. Uh, But I feel like that's a little bit part and parcel of what a federal, of what a credit union is all about. Uh, That, that connection to the community and, and keeping you connected to the community. Yeah, we have a lot of people who may not have the same career path that I have, but we have a lot of tenured employees who started out on the teller line or some front line and they've, you know, worked their way through different positions. So that's always nice to see in the company, I think. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the history of of Hancock Federal Credit Union here. How did it get started and kind of how has it grown since, since it got underway? Sure. 
Um, the credit union was started in 1938, so we are 84 years old. We were started by a group of eight school teachers from the Finley City School District. And this was after the Great Depression. So then the banks weren't lending a lot of money to normal people. Mm -hmm. um, so they pulled together their money to be able to provide loans to each other and other people that they knew. Um, and that's how we started. So just very, very humble beginnings. Um, the credit union then worked out of the school building for several years. Um, and then at some point in time, there was a treasurer and the credit union operated out of their home until the 1970s. So that at that point, um, they leased the building and then we first owned our own building in the 1990s. So right now we're doing an we did an office remodel um, last year. So mm -hmm. we're still working on a lot of that artwork. So we've been doing a lot of research into what that history has been over the last 84 years. So I've learned a lot. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we were just out there for a ribbon cutting when you uh, when you showed off the renovations there at the um, on Melrose. So let's I mean, you've kind of spelled it out with the history of it and what a credit union does and how a credit union operates, or at least the spirit of it. But for people who may not be familiar with what the difference is between a credit union and other financial institutions, what are the main differences? Um, credit unions are a cooperative, so we are not for profit. Every person who banks with the credit union is an owner. So um, like I said, there's no profits. We want to have lower loan rates. We want to have higher interest paid back to those people. Um, one of the credit union mottos is people helping people. Um, but I don't want people to have the misperception e either that we are some small little company. <laughs> um, you know, we, we have the mobile app, we have the online banking, we do auto loans, we do car loans, we do business loans, checking accounts, debit cards, credit cards, basically whatever banking needs you have, we can take care of, but we're local. So your money stays here. Um, our Profits go back to our employees, our members, and other community nonprofits that we're able to support. What is it about the, your job that keeps you coming back every day? What are your favorite parts? What are the things that you're passionate about? Yeah, that's a great question. I aim for one each podcast, so I'm glad we finally <laughs> got to it. it it's <laughs> the people for me. Um, we have such a great staff. They make it fun to come to work. Everybody's very personable, very welcoming. Um, and it's something different every day. We are encouraged and able to go out into the community and volunteer our time, um, go to different events, um, helping the members. You know, some of the stories that I get to hear through our people are very touching, whether it's, you know, a gentleman whose wife is going through some treatments right now, and we were able to help restructure their loan for their payments that way they were comfortable and could keep their cars and everything like that um so those stories are are very touching that we have a personal way to be able to help people that's awesome to hear uh, when it comes to the type of person to work at uh, a credit union i don't know if you guys are doing hiring or not it feels mm -hmm. like everybody's hiring right now but uh, does it take a specific type of individual or what are the traits you look for good member service would be First and foremost, um, a lot of people are front facing and even the back office people have phone calls, emails, stuff like that. So good customer member service is always 
um, very, very important. Um, personally, I look for people who are hungry to always be being better and learning more. Um, humble, we can't take ourselves too seriously and smart. I'm a pretty fast paced person and like it when people can be along for that ride and be sharing their ideas and ways to make us better instead of just sitting stagnant. And they don't have to beat Johnny in a game of horse or anything like that. Cause I feel like that would be difficult. Oh, we could add that to our interview <laughs> process. He's always playing basketball. So that and as the HR person, that would be an interesting adventure. That'd be a good way to get to know a place. Hey, you're just going to go play horse with our HR guy. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. That's your next renovation is to add a basketball court on the back for, for Johnny to shoot around and interview people. He would love that. <laughs> You'd never get rid of him. Not that you're looking to. No. So uh, if anybody is interested in learning more about Hancock Federal Credit Union, uh, maybe they want to start an account, maybe they want to apply for a loan, or they just want to learn more, what's the best way to do that? Um, our website is www.hancockfcu.com. We have a lot of information out there. You can always call us, email us, um, stop in. We love to see your face in person. So we try to make it pretty easy. All right, Kathy, thanks for joining us on the podcast. And again, thanks for being a longtime member of the Chamber of Commerce. Absolutely. Happy to be here and happy to support everything that the Chamber does as well. Thanks again to Kathy for dropping by to join us. I think we all love a story about an intern coming up through the ranks to run a business at the end. Kathy, a great example of that. should also mention she's the incoming president of the Chamber Advisory Board, and we really appreciate all of her work on behalf of the Chamber of Commerce as well. That's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you learned a little something about the local business community and hopefully a little something to help you run your business better. If you have any ideas for topics that we should cover in the future, just send me an email at djenkins at findlayhancockchamber.com. Remember, if you're listening on a website, you can have every episode of Chamber Amplified delivered straight to your phone. Just search for us in your favorite podcast player. Again, that's Chamber Amplified, the title of the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. Thank you.